I was like, you know what, um, this is this is an accounting approach to a behavioral problem. Hello, welcome to the Better Outcome Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Each episode, we bring you a conversation with leaders across the healthcare industry, exploring topics ranging from new treatment techniques and interventions to novel service delivery methods and business models. And now your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, a leader in patient engagement and retention strategy. Let's explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Better Outcomes Show. I'm your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions. And currently, at the time of this recording, it is into the final quarter of 2023 and that means that again once again we are doing at rehab you practice solutions we are doing our annual uh, survey of clinicians this year is going to be in the musculoskeletal and rehabilitation space we're looking specifically at virtual uh, service delivery and technology implementation within the physical rehab space. So if you're a practitioner, clinician, or somebody who works in that space, and uh, you've got some insights to share around the use of maybe telehealth or technology in the delivery of physical therapy services or something like that, head on over to rehabupracticesolutions.com. And uh, we've got the survey there on the home page. It will be open until... Who probably, I'd imagine, first week of December or so when we shut it down for the holidays and data analytics and all the nerdy stuff that happens after we get the input. So, rehabupracticesolutions.com, click on the link there, give us a little bit of uh, insight and feedback around technology in healthcare, and, uh, and thanks. All right. This week, we are diving into the world of behavioral change, behavioral psychology, specifically around the area of weight loss in specifics. So my guest this week is Dr. Valerie Evans. She's a behavioral psychologist, uh, behavioral analyst, and she is the founder of a weight loss app called No Way that is based as she says, not on the accounting method or an accounting method of weight loss and health, but really on a behavioral a behavioral approach where you're looking at really the underlying reasons for certain behaviors and, and lifestyle habits and how to change them for the long term rather than counting calories and inputting that into a spreadsheet, basically. So we had a good conversation around just the basic principles of behavioral psychology, applied behavioral analytics, um, and then we talked about weight loss and the, the behavioral interplay there, some of the behavioral factors that are affecting things like late night eating and the like. And then we talked about the app, its development, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully you find this uh, episode entertaining, enlightening. I know I like talking with folks that are in the in the behavioral psychology space, it makes me, it reminds me of the times when I was a, a, a consultant for the Department of Behavioral uh, Behavioral Health here in Georgia, doing some work on an integrated clinical support team, and just some of the conversations that I, I had with 
uh, some of our great my great colleagues that were ABAs. So um, hopefully you find this uh, entertaining, enlightening, and, and you walk away with some insights um, about you know just instituting and, and making uh, positive changes in uh, lifestyle habits and, and behaviors that you've got in your day to day. Maybe even a little bit of insight around app development and, and launching an app in this space. So without further ado, here's Dr. Valerie Evans talking about taking a behavioral approach to uh, healthy weight and weight loss. Well, hey, Dr. Valerie, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing all right. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to talk with you about no way and using behavioral change and behavioral modification on in the in the area of weight loss and, and healthy lifestyles. But before we dive into that too much, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what got you to doing what you're doing now with No Way. All right. I'm an educational psychologist and board certified behavior analyst. And uh, behavior analysis, for those who aren't familiar, is um, uh, an approach that looks at the interconnection between responses and their contexts. Behavior analysis is um, taking the point of view of an objective observer okay. and looking at um, kind of factual information and collecting um, the variables that are at play. And it's also a very optimistic approach to um, psychology because the assumption that behavior analysis always begins with is that there is something that we can use as a starting point and grow and influence into the, um, something that's more useful for the individual. You know, if we're talking about weight loss, it's something that's more of a helpful habit or even just evolving some patterns of responding into something that's more useful and consistent with where we want our lives to go. And um, I am also a weight loss app user or former user. And um, as an adult, I, you know, had a realization while, while I, was, I was becoming very frustrated with the budgeting and the documenting, being on my phone all the time really um, became intolerable for me. And I was like, you know what, um, this is this is an accounting approach to a behavioral problem. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm a behavior analyst, so why am I putting up with this? <laughs> and um, you know, I it's it's really not fair um the way diet programs are set up to have a restriction and expect um users to follow it without really having a how. You know, how do you do this? Yeah. How does this fit into your life? You just kind of like lay it over your life and it kind of takes it over. Um, with all the demands. So um, I was, you know, I'm a little, I guess, you know, feeling bad when I um, feel like a failure at like something like a weight loss program. And then I had this, you know, realization that I, I really don't have to do it this way. And I became inspired that other people are using these programs and feeling the same way. And um, you know what, let's, let's redefine it. Let's do it the behavioral way, you know, actually, you know, um, solve the the problem with um, something that we already know in behavioral science to be effective. Yeah, yeah, you you laid a lot out there that we want to unpack here for sure. Like, 
I've never really heard it described that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Like this idea of like an accounting method for, for a health and weight loss is like, you're going to put your, you know, it's just calories in calories out and we don't care how you get there. You just have to have, you know, a calorie deficit at the end of the day or something like that. And it really doesn't take into account a lot of times, like just the behavioral context of somebody, like what's their going on in their daily life or their routine. And, you know, they know in the back of their minds, like I got to have this deficit or I've got to cut these carbs out or this protein or fat or whatever it is. Um, but it's very much like numbers driven. So when we talk about applying behavioral science to that, what are some of the things that we do or that you do differently taking that approach versus just a simple, you know, normal American is 2,500 calories. You're going to be on a 2000 calorie diet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, um, the restriction programs, it's really where you put your attention to answer yeah. your question. So um, rather than attending to this rule and making sure that, you know, you're following it and ending your day with your, you know, green check mark or blue dot or your beautiful graph, um, <laughs> rather than attending to the numbers, we're attending to how your body feels. And it begins with the assumption, first of all, that the user is an expert on their day. They know what their patterns are. And it might just be a matter of taking a moment to zoom out and really notice and recognize those patterns that are maintaining this weight that you are interested in changing. And so you're attending to how you feel. So how your body feels like, you know, that's as simple as, am I feeling satisfied when I go to bed or am I feeling like I'm a little bit full? And um, it also requires attending to like mood or arousal levels. You know, when we're feeling tired, everything's harder. You know, we're, yeah. we're really not going to have the day that we wanted to have because um, because everything's like kind of uphill when you're tired. So um, becoming aware of all the variables and then um, using um, behavior analytic techniques to create some distance between you and your patterns and provide an opportunity to do something differently. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I've done a little bit of work with some behavioral analysts in some of my consulting with uh, Department of Behavioral Health and, and Development and Disabilities here in Georgia. And it seems like behavioral analysts are really good at coming up with, I mean, their reports had data and statistics and all this kind of stuff. To me as an outside, you know, I, I was working on something totally different. Um, as an outside observer, it seems like, holy cow, this is a lot. And it can seem really intimidating for a user that's really trying to maybe just get into a healthier um, maybe a healthier weight, or they're trying to promote some positive lifestyle habits. Like, um, is there, can it be intimidating to be like, oh, I've got to like analyze my behavior and figure out how that's going to happen. Um, what, what, what are some of the tricks of the trade that we can do to kind of make it not so scary and maybe more approachable? Um, well, I've never heard behavior analysis described that way. So that's, that's interesting. And, um, <laughs> I like, I like getting the, you know, raw reaction. Um, it's really, I know it's an intimidating phrase, you know, behavior analyst, but um, it just um, begins with recognizing some patterns. And one of the things that's really super quick and easy that creates some distance between you and some habit that you're trying to break 
is just um, rule breaking, you know, just doing it differently, just one time, a non-commitment. Let me see how I feel if I just like don't eat anything after dinner and I just skip the snack and go to bed. Like, how is that going to make me feel? Let me have that experience and I'm not committing to it. You know, it's not going to be like, I'm never going to have snack before bedtime again, but let me just see how it affects me. You know, how do I feel? Um, you know, uh, did I go to sleep better? Um, did I, you know, wake up hungrier and enjoy breakfast more and, um, have an opportunity to have that experience, you know, and it could, it could work with non-food things too, like, um, making an effort to connect with people better and noticing when maybe, um, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, maybe you find yourself, um, thinking about other people's bodies, which isn't helpful and, um, you know, making more of an effort to connect there. But the whole, um, the whole goal of behavior analysis is to understand how habits are actually solutions. They're solving a problem. If all habits are adaptive you know even if they're not helpful they solved a problem for you and that's why they're a habit because you practice them over and over because they're effectively solving your problem and um, that's called a functional approach and um, it's also part of the app where users look at um, some type of problematic response they experienced that day and try to identify the solution that that it was like the problem was actually solving and from there you can identify an alternative response and um once you identify that then um you just need to um try it you know try uh as a rule breaking exercise let me let me try this instead you know i i do tend to go crazy before i go to bed and i do have some trouble sleeping let me just um try skipping that you know instead and um, decide that I want to get cozy on the couch and that's going to be my, how I'm going to spend my evening or read a book or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You said something there that's, um, I think very simple to, to say, but super, super profound, um, which is like the, the habit is the solution. I was at a, um, at a opioid addiction, uh, conference a while back. And one of the speakers said like the addiction is not the problem. Like the addiction is the solution. And really it's understanding that the driver behind what led this person to seek out in this case, opioids or, or whatever it is. Um, it's not because they like, it's just a bad thing that they started doing. I mean, maybe there's a small segment of people that get like chemically dependent or something like that, but for the most, for the, for the majority of people, like these habits are their way of either filling a need or blocking a pain or, or whatever it is. And driving down to the root is really where change happens. So um, that's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. when it comes specifically to like health and weight loss, I mean, obviously there's, there's tons of things that you could look at, right? Like it could be sleep, it could be exercise, it could be diet. Like, um, is there one of those factors that you find is, is more successful? Like, let's look at this first, cause that's an easy one for people to kind of get on board with. And then once we kind of do a little rule breaking here and see how, it, how it works, if we feel better, then we can move on to something else or kind of what's the approach that, um, that you find most helpful in the, in this kind of situation. Um, I think the, the first goal is to, um, recognize okay. what's going on and, um, I really like this idea of visualizing 
your day like zoomed out like if you could be an objective observer like seeing the players and the contexts and the variables and and recognizing how this domino started when you um, were engaging in some negative thinking and allowed it to get carried away or something like that and um and then um you also have internal cueing that that leads to so um one of the early recommendations in the program is to eat more fruits and vegetables and you know that's common recommendation yeah. of any weight loss program because they're healthy and because they're high in fiber and low in calories but the reason no way users eat more fruits and vegetables is because of the way it makes your belly feel and it provides a cue to um internally that you you feel different and that feeling different provides some behavioral momentum that you can have this um, motivation to keep continue responding in a way that is going to continue making you feel good yeah so like little like rule breaker little experiments and then you're kind of taking that in right like the result of that and then they're trying to internalize it over time um how much of it too like is i don't know if you've you've probably read the book because you're you're in this field that, that book tiny habits i can't remember who wrote it um i think oh, it was atomic habits no tiny habits um oh, tiny I, think, habits. I can't remember the the guy's name he's a he's a phd maybe he's in that same field but he he talks about like flossing teeth and he's like so the tiny habit is i'm just gonna i wanted to floss my teeth every day so the tiny habit i came up with was I'm going to floss one tooth every morning and like one tooth became two teeth. And then, you know, whatever, like it's, a, it's not this huge giant, I'm going to lose 30 pounds or I'm going to, whatever it is, exercise five times a week and watch what I eat and be better at sleeping. Like starting with the tiny things, like, is this the, the tiny experience of the rule breaking kind of fitting in that same vein like where you're, where you're trying to take this thing that could be really, really intimidating um, and making it very, very approachable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's interesting that, um, the flossing because, um, you know, I, I also, I struggled to start flossing, yeah. right? I think, I don't think anyone like really, yeah, no one enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, at some point I just realized that I thought it was gross. You know, I didn't like touching the floss after it did the flossing. And um, yeah, like from there, I was able to figure out how to do it. So I didn't have that reaction. And then I was able to contact the natural reinforcement of having a super clean mouth and using the mouthwash and feeling it go through my teeth. And it was just a natural reinforcement that's going to maintain it. Um, actually, brushing and flossing after a meal is one of the strategies in no oh, way. Okay. And um, we use it as um, not a behavior we're trying to like increase, but as a cueing that um, when your mouth is super clean, you tend to want to keep it that way. And anybody, you know, oh, when we yeah. brush our teeth, we don't like go eat something right away because we want to maintain the way it feels. And, you know, yeah. we have fresh breath and all that. But um, but yeah, the the shaping starting small and growing into something bigger is um, a big part of the program. And there's um, 
it's you want to the the approach is just very natural and we're we're constantly looking for the natural reinforcement and trying to contact that as much as possible i was talking to a physical trainer and um, we were talking about how when you start a new training program a new workout program there's you know you're all excited and want to do it but then eventually you know you're gonna you're gonna have your clothes on you're gonna be at the gym and you're just like not gonna feel like it yeah. and you're just you're gonna be stuck there with that problem like do i force myself and kind of hate it or how do i how do i initiate this in a in a positive way and it's really contacting natural reinforcers you know it's not the big i want to lose this much weight it's the immediate how does this response right now make me feel i'm going to feel like you know that really great tired feeling that you can only get when you work out or i'm going to have a better night's sleep or you know working out makes me feel like a healthy person and i like the way that feels you know and um and that's really the key is is having immediate reinforcement that's that's natural because it comes out of the activity yeah as opposed to this like long tail uh, outcome that might might or might not come true right <laughs> right right <laughs> well in that in that same vein then like exercising is a habit um eating healthy is a habit like so i feel like there's two sides of this coin right there's like picking up new habits but then stopping other habits, like maybe stopping your, your midnight snack or whatever it is like, and they both come with their challenges. But when it comes specifically to stopping, like, let's say we, we see this habit as detrimental or not helping us achieve our goals. Like why is stopping that habit such a struggle for most people? Um, well, really it's the questions that we ask, you know, okay. that you want to, you want to ask the question, how, how is this habit helpful to me? How does it fit into the web of my daily life? Like what is cueing it to happen? And then what does it inspire that happens next? Like, why is it so essential to me? And, or how is it so essential to me? Um, and that you need to recognize that habits, you can't just like drop a habit, you know, it's not like you can just delete it and, there's a space there. There's that unmet need now. So what am I going to do instead? And um, it needs to be as readily accessible and as reinforcing or more so than the habit you're trying to get rid of. Um, I was talking to someone about like going to bed earlier, you know, and that's something I think a lot of adults want, you know, they want to yeah get an earlier starter on their day and they want to feel rested and really be as productive as possible. And, um, going to bed earlier, like, is it, it's not really a matter of why can't I get myself to go to bed earlier? You have to ask the question, what do I do in the evening that I value? What, what does that, what do I do with my time and why is it important to me and what role does it play in my life? And um, because when I go to bed earlier, it's going to be, I'm going to be getting that extra sleep, but I'm going to be exchanging it for whatever I was doing in the evening that I was um, finding important enough to stay up for. So thinking about the ecology of our responses is really how you want to approach um, habit change. Yeah. So not looking at like an isolated behavior pattern or behavior thing, but looking at it kind of within the context of your your life, your situation, what's going on. 
Um, I like that. The idea of like, why am I staying up late? What am I going to be exchanging if I go to bed? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, tell us a little bit about the the app itself or the program itself then. Like um, onboarding, like how, did, how have you obviously like, let's first stop, start with like what decided to make or what made you decide that this is going to be an app and not like um, maybe a, a something that you deliver in a clinic or uh, via online web calls or, or Zoom calls or something like that. Like what, why was an app attractive? Was it just because everybody's using diet apps and you're like, we're going to make something better? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I never really <laughs> stopped to consider another solution. Um, I, well, I was, I was using diet apps and, you know, I just, um, I like the convenience of the app and uh -huh. it's a nice, um, platform for acquiring new information in interactive and bite-sized ways that, um, when you download the app, the, um, there's little bite-sized information. Um, there's like, um, a lot of ways to engage with it where there's like a daily question and some um you know behavior analytic information that goes with that but um to really be successful you would engage with these interactive behavior analysis um content modules and okay. they're really short and um there's not too many of them but the idea is that you have all the information about your situation that you already need and what is causing the frustration with your attempts to make this change is um, some lack of information on how to go about that and if you can change your point of view to something that's more objective that is looking that is noticing which variables are important and um, how things are interconnected and how habits are adaptive, then um, you can make your the best decisions for you based on that. So like something like um, rule breaking, which is like the, the very first thing that users are asked to do, that I'm not telling you which rules to break, you have to find them in your life. And it's not hard. You know, once you notice one rule, you'll notice others and others. And then um, at the end of each day, there's an opportunity to reflect on how your day went and those reflection questions you um you review and write in the answers or select your responses and the idea is that um you think about the rules you broke you um respond to some questions that are meant to maintain a positive mood and um then you engage with some questions that are specifically targeting your motivation so that you can um stay engaged with um, how you want your daily life to change without making it like this really big new year's resolution type yeah. thing and it's it's just your daily life and tomorrow's a new day and if something went wrong today that's um that's a learning experience it's all part of the change process you're not failing it's just it's part of it yeah well, I think that's a super big thing for, especially for anything like behavioral change in general, but like weight loss and something like that, where it can feel like people feel guilty if they, you know, they had this goal, it was maybe it was not going to be to eat their midnight snack or whatever, and then they do. And now they feel guilty. They feel like a failure, like this idea of 
it's just a it's just a blip on the radar, right? It's a data point now that we're going to use later in the change. I think it's very, very helpful. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like the all or nothing thinking, you know. Um, we have in behavior analysis, um, there's something called a differential reinforcement of other behavior, DRO. And the whole idea is that you're you're reinforced if um you avoid doing this one thing. And that's what diet apps are about. You know, you get your sticker or your check mark or your graph or whatever, if you can maintain this, you know, calorie allotment or points or whatever you're doing. Um, but then you find yourself in a situation where you're like really hungry and um, you decide to like have a second slice of pizza. I'm always going to pizza as my examples because I that's like my most craved food. It's just yeah, like I mean, who doesn't like a good slice of pizza? <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> universally understood. And then um, and then your day, you know, from there, your your you know, your day is your your diet app is not happy with you and you're not yeah. going to, it's not going to give you that thing that you were supposed to earn today. So you find yourself in this situation where um, you're, you are very hungry because you've been, you know, trying to do 1300 calories for the last week. And you're also dealing with this feeling of failure, you know, and even mature adults, that's, you know, something that doesn't feel great. And now you're stuck with that. And, um, you know, what, what, you know, how could this, you know, how is this situation setting you up for success? You know, it's, it's like, um, a really bad state to be in. So it, it becomes like this very rigid path you're on and that can very readily derail, um, yeah. you know, at the, the slightest, you know, hiccup. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the app itself. So like how many users have you had on the go through the program or through the app and kind of like success stories that you've seen? Like, are you, I'm sure you're, you've got the data on that kind of stuff, but um, like what kind of reception have you seen in the, in the app itself? Well, the app is brand new. It just went up and um, we're actually using our beta testers okay. to develop more functionality for version two. And then when version two comes out, that's when I'm going to start advertising and um, let everybody know about it. Okay. So <laughs> we're um, not quite at that point yet, but um, I'm very excited. Pre-launch um, phase. To yeah. Get... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like a soft launch where you can, um, you can download no way from Android or Apple right now. Um, but I've, um, you know, we haven't been acquiring the user base just yet. We've been trying to tweak it so it's very polished and has as much functionality as possible. Cool deal. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, what's the timeline then for like the actual launch date for uh, for No Way? Uh, well, it is out there. It's available now, but um, version two will um, be available for diet season right right around the holidays when everybody's like going I need a break into from thanksgiving feelings. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't want this season to be complete torture so that's um that's where no way can help for sure yeah. awesome cool deal um well dr evans thanks so much for being on the show i think i know what you're gonna say but if there's one um one or two main points that you'd want a listener to walk away with maybe like a single thing that we can take away and do right now in our 
in our daily lives to make whatever habit it is that we're, we're looking at addressing or lifestyle we're looking at addressing, um, what would it be? Uh, well, it would be, it's, first of all, it's not your fault that you're struggling. And the first step is always to recognize, recognize the patterns and that just empowers you to, to change them. Yeah. Awesome. Cool deal. Um, well, where can people find out more about you, your work? No way, I guess it's spelled no and then way, <laughs> W-E-E-I-G-H. And that's on Android and uh, the iOS store. But where can people connect with you and, and learn more about your work? Um, Noway.com. And we have okay. uh, blog posts too that describe more about um, the approach and changing your point of view. And um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Cool deal. We'll link to all that in the show notes. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Valley Evans talking about taking a behavioral psychology approach to weight loss. Listening back to the episode, I think obviously this, this is one of those areas and one of those topics that has a lot of application across you know, life and business and personal and, and all of that, not just the weight loss aspect. One of the things that she said during our conversation that made me think specifically about like interpersonal conflict maybe or managing people is uh, the whole idea of like taking a step back as an impartial third-party observer to a situation. Um, now, obviously, when it comes to making lifestyle changes or uh, implementing some kind of behavioral uh, change or changing a behavior when it comes to maybe eating or diet or something like that. Obviously, that that takes its own separate. Um, it, it can definitely be applied that way. But then using that technique as a way to modulate our response in a lot of ways or um, maybe not even the initial response, but when evaluating interactions or the quality of decisions and, and et cetera, et cetera. If we, if we can kind of take a step back as a non-judgmental third-party observer to the situation as a whole, it allows us to look at maybe our coworker or our subordinate, whoever we're having this exchange with more empathetically or from an, uh, a position of wanting to understand or like curiosity as a, like, why might this person looking at the totality of the circumstances without my emotions being involved in it what you what might cause you know raffi to do to act this way in this situation or something like that it's a very very helpful tool um in that regard as well not just why is why am i you know late night snacking or something like that i think these these principles have applications across our across our various roles, contexts, et cetera, in life. So um, it was th that was one of the takeaways for me. And then the other one was the idea of um, making little changes, like tiny rule breaking, and then you know seeing how that works, seeing how that experiment works, and then internalizing it or, or working it more and more. So instead of trying to think of this idea of like, I'm going to make this giant, huge change, um, starting small like baby steps or whatever and then testing as you're going like gathering data it's not just about um making changes and hoping you're in the right direction but doing you know a rule break a small a small change here um 
gathering data on that. How's that making me feel? Is it making it worse? Is it making it better? Am I moving in the right direction? And then readjusting as necessary so that uh, you're not putting, you're not facing down this huge Mount Everest of a problem, which can be very intimidating, but then also it makes it much more manageable and easy really in your mind to make a small little change here and a small little change there, see how I feel, and then if it works, keep doing it great. Um, it, it's kind of like the idea of, I think I mentioned it on the show before, um, a book that I read years ago called Tiny Habits, and he talks about um, like flossing your teeth is the example. He's like, instead of the author says, instead of saying, I'm going to floss my teeth every day, twice a day, I'm just going to floss one tooth is, is his tiny habit that he starts. And obviously when you get in there, you're like, well, no one just flosses one tooth, right? You, you got the floss out. You're looking in the mirror. You're going to start um, starting small or like push-ups. instead of saying, I want to do a hundred push-ups. That's my goal. Um, saying I'm going to start with one push-up, one push-up a day. And then obviously there's the physical capacity thing. Like nobody can just wake up and do a hundred pushups, but then there's the the mental thing as well. Like, okay, I'm just going to do one here. Okay. And I, that one was easy. I'm going to do another one and another one and another one. And they end up building over time. So, um, I, anyways, I thought it was a, a great discussion. Um, it's, it's always interesting to be, to have a conversation with somebody who's, who's clearly an expert in their field, well-versed and well-read in this area. Um, because it, it shoot it just makes for makes for an interesting conversation hopefully you enjoyed it um as much as i did so uh that is all i've got this week stay tuned for more i think over the next coming episodes we have some discussions around alternatives to health insurance so a while back we did the discussions with uh davis and dr rob lamberts and a couple other folks in the direct primary space the direct primary care space and how those physicians themselves have kind of stepped away from traditional insurance and how that business model works, how the care works. And, uh, but one of the big things that we've mentioned in, I think all of those conversations in passing was this idea of, okay, aside from the mechanics of the membership for the direct primary care, how do these, how do people that are, are trying to utilize these resources, utilize these providers, um, getting coverage for normal and traditional healthcare services. And some of that has been the idea of, okay, you couple direct primary care with like a high deductible catastrophic uh, health insurance plan. So, you know, the health insurance kicks in if you have cancer or something like that. One of the things that we've talked about in passing has been the idea of a health share. Um, and myself personally, I haven't had health insurance in six or seven years. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't know really if I would go back to health insurance unless it was a sweet, sweet deal. Um, we've been really, really happy with with our health share memberships that we've had over the years. Um, so in the next episode, we talk with a leading health share company kind of to discuss the idea of what is a health share, how is it different than health insurance, and the i the really the value creation that they that this group of organizations is hoping to bring to the healthcare industry so look forward to that in the next episode or so and if you like the show um head on over to itunes you can check us out there but really what i want you to do if you like the show you find value in it send it to one person or two people or three or four but i'm just going to say one person 
uh, that you think would enjoy or benefit from the show. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this episode. Maybe you found, maybe there was an episode on that we did last week or, or two weeks ago on commercialization of a healthcare innovation that you think is pretty interesting. Um, or one of these episodes on direct primary care and you want to share it with somebody. Do that because, you know, I was pushing a lot of times for people to, oh, go leave a rating or review on iTunes. And that's cool. But really the reason I'm doing this show is to get the idea out there, to spread the message and to make impacts in individual people's lives, right? So if you know somebody that would benefit from this show, um, send them send them an episode. Just shoot them an email, say, hey, here's a really cool episode on XYZ and, uh, and see if we can't build uh, some committed listenership that way. So until the next time, folks, be safe, be healthy, I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Better Outcome Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Our hope is that you walk away from each episode informed, equipped, and empowered to push the boundaries in your own practice or business. We want to give you the tools to help you build strong, long-lasting relationships with your patients and clients, helping meet their goals, improve their health, and achieve better outcomes. Learn more at www.rehabupracticesolutions.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.